Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and today we're recording a special episode with uh, Sergey Lipinenko, uh, CEO at Coop. That's Coop with K, K-O-O-P. And I say special episode because uh, very often uh, I, we're recording weeks before it goes live. In this case, we're actually recording on Sunday, March 27th, and this will go live this week. Uh, because there's a special announcement in it. Uh, so, so Sergey, uh, thank you so much for making the time to to uh, to chat with me today. And as always, we we give the guests a chance to to give kind of the elevator pitch. So, so what what is Coop Technologies? Thanks, Tony, for having me. So, Coop uh, is an insurance technology company that focuses on autonomous vehicles. We focus on anything that touches the road. So, it's robot taxis, trucks, deliveries, shuttles. I was specifically focused on the commercial segment, not on the personal lines. And we built a platform that helps us collect the data from autonomous vehicles, analyze it, and then we partner up with insurance companies and try to equip them with the necessary risk intelligence so those can build the insurance products around it. And our thesis is that as we transition from human risk to machine risk, uh, especially in the transportation segment, um, autonomous vehicles, um, that the profile of the risk distribution is going to change. And we want to build the tools that will help the insurance industry develop that profile and build insurance products around it. So that's what Coop does. And we are on our mission, uh, strong and fast. Okay. Um, how, uh, how how long has the company been around? So it, lo it looks from your LinkedIn uh, that from about 2020? Yeah, right. So we actually started right before the COVID. Uh, we um kind of quit our jobs and got to building the platform in february 2020 then march 2020 COVID happened and you know we had some time to focus on building out of marketing and uh, yeah since then uh um, a lot of a lot of things we were able to accomplish including the fundraising in 2021 that was led by uh, ubiquity ventures and uh, b partners out of uh, palo alto congrats um thank you and uh, if I understand correctly, you, you you've got an announcement for something new that, that, that that's coming out. So 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 what what's the what's the new piece to all of this? Yeah. So um, actually, uh, March twenty eighth, the Monday, uh, we're releasing an announcement uh, about our product. Um, it's the uh, it's the platform we call the Singularity platform. It's an official announcement, meaning that um, we already. Um, have the commercial deployments in place and we're looking to scale our platform over the course of the next couple of years within the industry. And um, the Singularity platform is like a, a platform that includes in itself a couple of tools. So we talk about our Coop API, which enables us to collect data from autonomous vehicles. Uh, we talk about Portal by Coop, which is a web tool that provides different services uh, surfaces to different stakeholders. And also we talk about the methodology, which we call the uh, insurability sufficiency framework, lets us understand the insurability of autonomous systems and how we can tap into the alternative data sets to understand the risk distribution um, of those systems without having a lot of claims unnecessarily today. And all of that together is the Singularity platform. And uh, uh, we also are going to be announcing our first partnerships and our first clients in the month to come. So please stay tuned for that. Awesome. And, and uh, so the, the first partners, uh, 
I know you can't release them yet, uh, but but are, yeah. are, are we are we talking uh, carriers that that have committed to to uh, to bringing you yes. on? Yes. When we're talking Fantastic. about our insurance partners, we're talking about the um, brand insurance names who have appetite in the space or who are looking to enter this space. And we work with some of the names that um, are just incredible and we think you can get a lot of great things done with them. And also on the autonomous vehicle company side, we'll be also um, uh, announcing some of the names uh, in the month to come that we're excited to uh, provide our services to them and integrate them onto our platform. Okay. So the, the autonomous, autonomous vehicle or the self-driving vehicle space is, is, is very interesting. We, we've been talking about this for, for a few years, right? And, and uh, yes. if, if I understand correctly, and, and, and I am not uh, an expert in, in, in this, I'm just kind of a nerd. Okay, so if I understand correctly, okay. if you look back 20 years ago, like, like when I went to, to college in, in 2002, I started in computer science. I did not graduate in computer science. I graduated with, with business. But, but when I started in computer science, I, I remember that uh, driving was one of the things that, that was considered at the time to not be automatable, right? Yeah. So, so basically, we were looking at, hey, a bunch of automation is probably coming, coming uh, with artificial intelligence, but uh, a few things are, are just not automatable right mm -hmm. and, and, and driving yeah. was was one of those examples and, and then in the last i don't know 10 years uh there was just massive uh improvement in self in self-driving yeah right we we, we went from mm -hmm. from uh the best of self-driving that i remember you know 10 years ago what, what were kind of the the, the off-road competitions that that uh, engineering mm -hmm. universities DARPA. Were, yeah exactly the, the, yeah. Like the darpa funded and then all of a sudden we have like on the road in California, Nevada, actual cars getting tested. Uh, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. Yes. And and, and then Tesla has it, it's it's uh, autopilot or whatever they call it, right? Which is not mm -hmm. full on, but the car can come to you. Uh, and, yeah. and 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 uh, insurance nurse runs, runs a few articles, one written by an actuary and, and stuff, and and then and then the big accident happens in in uh, uh, I think it was in, in Arizona where where yes, a, a self-driving mm -hmm. car, I think one, one of Ubers maybe, uh, yeah. hits a pedestrian because of the lighting. Uh, mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, this is it. Like, it, it, this is going away. It's just never going to be legal. Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, I just threw a lot of what I know about autonomous vehicles. So, so kind, of, kind of fill in the blanks. Like, like, like what's, the, what's happened since then? that that mm -hmm. and where, where do you think this is going are we, are we finally getting yeah. them uh in the next five years or totally so yeah uh by the way very nice over you actually um, <laughs> thank you so yeah you you're right started with the uh, darpa challenge there were teams from i think the uh, so from carnegie mellon university here in pittsburgh that's where we based from a couple of other universities and it basically had a chance to develop this self-driving application for military. And a lot of people who worked on that challenge originally became kind of the um, uh, founding um, entrepreneurs of the self-driving industry in the US today as we know it. And since then, um, um, there were attempts to put those similar self-driving applications on the roads and they were successful. And at some point the market said that this was a big enough problem 
to give it major funding. And that's happened from 2015 to 2017. And then there were certain milestones set. Um, those milestones were kind of revised. And now we're at the stage where, um, you know, we um, uh, actually see the real deployments where there is no driver behind the wheel in many different cities and across different routes. So, um, so, so, yeah. so hold on, oh, hold on. Okay, so that, that's very interesting. So, so, so the last that I had seen, Google and Uber and companies like that, or offshoots from those companies, I can't keep track of the names, yeah. were, had permission from, from a couple of states, California, Arizona, Nevada kind of thing, uh, to test those vehicles on the road with a driver Safety in the driver's driver. seat, yeah. But, yeah. but not right, the, the driver's not touching the wheel kind of thing. And, and, yeah. Right, and, and supervising, yeah, ex exactly, and, and 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 really like the reality of the matter, like that driver's there for legal reasons. If if some if if something happens quickly, the machine's faster than the driver, right? So yeah. so so are we now at the point where that driver's no longer required there? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. So okay. uh, and there are actually services that you can experience yourself. So, for example, there is a service by um, one autonomous vehicle company in Phoenix, Arizona. You can go there. You can hop into the full self-driving vehicle. I've actually done this myself. And it pulls up with nobody behind the wheel, and it takes you to whatever you need to go. And it's absolutely fantastic, like, how it works. It's just, it's just magic. Um, now, there is another company in San Francisco that actually opened their self-driving service to, a, um, uh, to the public. And now you can do the same in San Francisco, which some say is, you know, magnitude harder to drive in than, let's say, Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. So that's another accomplishment. There is, this, there is a delivery company that I think is operating in different cities at this point. Uh, they have developed their own vehicle. Like it's like a, you know, like a mid-sized vehicle. Um, um, and uh, they even have no room for the, for the driver. So it's, it's, it's been built up from the ground up. To, uh, to be fully autonomous. Then there is a, another company that's operating in the South, like in Texas and the Southern states, and they actually already haul goods with nobody behind the wheel in a class eight massive truck. And what we're seeing right now is that there are real applications of the autonomous uh, technology in different areas. And we think that over the next five years, the companies will go from R&D to the actual operations and scaling that to many different cities around the country. And at some point, you'll be able to, to see those services like in, in many different um, cities in, let's say, on the eastern, western, southern parts of the United States. Um, it's not going to be instantaneous and overnight, like overnight is going to be level five self-driving self and you're going to see autonomous vehicles all over the place. Now, it's a very hard problem. It's a very hard technology and it's going to take um, incremental steps to scale it, but those steps will be very, very groundbreaking. And I think, and I think that um, by the end of the decade, we're going to be in a place where self-driving is no longer going to be a myth. There's going to be a pure business problem about how to scale this up from tens of thousands of vehicles to millions of vehicles all over the world. Okay, so so th thank you for updating me on on what's happening in the last couple of years where I w really wasn't paying attention to self driving. Uh, one 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 thing 
kind of kind of the biggest thing that, that I got from from one of the articles that that insurance nerds uh, ran written by an actuary maybe four years ago, three or four years ago, uh, which I think is important for the listeners to to understand, uh, is that that the the beauty of of, of self driving cars is that 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 when when I have an accident, right, as a human driving, I learn some lessons, but that's it. Yeah. My sister doesn't learn them. My, my wife doesn't learn. Well, my girlfriend doesn't learn. Nobody else learns yeah. them, right? When a self-driving car has an accident, the lessons from that accident are learned by the entire fleet. So, exactly. so over time, it becomes exponentially safer, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, they don't get tired, right? They, they, they don't drink. Uh, they, they don't have other stresses. Uh, so, 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 so anyway, yes, like they're bound to end up being a lot safer drivers than, than we are. So, so if, if mm-hmm. I, I've said this a few times and, and you're making me feel better about, about that, that I'm probably right. What I, what, I don't have kids, but what, what, I, what, I, what I told friends in conversations about autonomous driving is if you had a kid in the, in the last couple of years uh, mm-hmm. here in, in, in the U.S. Uh, and, and you live in, in a suburban or urban area, uh, mm-hmm my guess is that your kid will never learn how to drive, right? Because 16 yeah. years from now, uh, things will have a, a advanced to a point where, where it just doesn't make sense for them to learn, to learn how to drive. And, and then uh, I, I used to, to work with American Modern. American Modern is, is one of the big uh, insurers for classic uh, vehicles. Classic vehicle <laughs> insurance works differently than normal car insurance, where basically it, it goes from the assumption that, that that you don't do a lot of driving, that it's really kind of a show it off on Sundays, go to car shows kind of yeah. thing, not a daily drive, a lot less risk. Uh, my assumption is, is that X number of years, let's say 25 years, 30 years from now, uh, mm-hmm. really driving will have become a, a, in the developed world, a hobby, yeah. not right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the people who choose to, manu- to, to drive a manually driven car are, are doing it mm-hmm. because they like to and they're paying specialty insurance that, that's yep. more expensive uh, because they're more exactly. risky than that, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, that, 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 that's, that's my guess. Do, do tell me if, if I'm wrong. Uh, from, from the insurance perspective, so we kind of talk about the tech perspective. So from, from the insurance perspective, um, yep. so no, no, number one, if you are, uh, number one, I, I think that will that will happen is not so much the Tesla self-driven type, type thing, even though every automaker is, is working on them. I think what, what, what's going to happen is is more, especially in urban environments, more commercially owned fleets that yes. operate more like Uber and more like FedEx, mm-hmm. right? Where, where I don't own a car, I just call it when I need it, yeah. and it just happens to not have a, a driver. Right, so 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 that's not mm-hmm. a personal lines risk anymore. That's a commercial lines yep. fleet risk, right? So I think if if you're a carrier that's very very heavy on on personal lines auto, I think that business will largely go away. Uh, maybe it'll continue existing in, in rural areas where where fleets mm-hmm. don't make sense, right? Uh, but but. I, I think that, that it's moving towards a, a commercial lines risk. So yeah. 
uh, I think we're on the same page on, on that. So, 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 so basically, what, what, I, what I'd love for you, for you to explain to, 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 to the listeners, and at this point, I'll, I'll, I'll assume that the listeners that are still listening, or the ones that this really applies to, <laughs> are, are the ones in commercially focused insurance carriers. Or in personal mm-hmm. lines, focus insurance carriers that, that want to move to commercial because of autonomous. So their expertise is pricing risk, handling claims, yep. underwriting risk, right? So how 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 can Coop Technology help them uh, yep. who are certainly worried about the move to autonomous? Yeah. So um, I agree with you on the commercial, um, on the, on the, it's the fleet model, the driver as a service model. That's what we focus on, but it also doesn't mean that the other models would not be possible. So for example, um, like Tesla. Um, so it could very well be that there is going to be a Tesla FSD at a point where people can rely on it. And there's going to be um, you know, um, different um, robotaxi fleets that you can just use the Uber and hail different uh, stack providers on your, on your Uber. So it's, it's going to be such a huge industry that there's going to be room for a lot of players and a lot of them can be successful if they, you know, what they do. Um, so how can Coop help uh, the insurance industry? So first of all, let's start with data collection. So we believe that the insurance industry has done a great job at collecting the data and uh, putting together the distribution for the human centric risk. But when it comes to autonomy, you take the human out of the driver's seat and, you know, this whole thing changes. And all of a sudden, those historical models, you know, hundred year, hundreds of years of data that used to be an advantage for insurance companies uh, are no longer so. So now you need to be able to tap into the alternative data sets that the autonomous vehicles collect in order to be able to understand what's the distribution of a machine-centric risk. And that's exactly what we do. So uh, at Coop, we figured out the way how we can collect data from autonomous vehicles. Uh, it's a very autonomous vehicle developer friendly way, uh, very secure, very efficient. And we collect the categories of data that um, we believe um, have the most value in understanding the insurability of a system. And we do this repeatedly across different systems and there is a certain way how we standardize that. So it makes it very easy for an insurance carrier to, to work with that data and to maybe compare the data against what they have, or also be, be build some bespoke solutions and models around. So that's number one. Number two, we also help with underwriting those systems. Um, instead of just like you know being a data broker, uh, we actually the kind of the vertically integrated full stack solution where we do analysis ourselves. And working with us, insurance companies can be sure that we'll generate some of the. Uh, best analysis that we can do on the data that we collect, and they can rely on that analysis if they want to. And finally, when it comes to claims handling, we also utilize our infrastructure to collect data that's helpful to um, uh, understand, explain claims at scale. So uh, you might imagine that if you're a fleet running an autonomous vehicle, um, let's say a few let's say a couple hundred autonomous vehicles, uh, you can imagine that every time you get into an accident, there might be some argument between the fleet develop uh, between the fleet owner operator and also between the developer who was responsible, and it has to be some ability in order to pull the data and figure out who was actually liable. And uh, we also developed a way how we can utilize our API infrastructure to facilitate that process, so um, the insurance companies do not end up in heavy subrogation costs and do not. End 
end up in a situation where autonomy suffers just because you know the infrastructure around autonomous vehicle insurance is, is inefficient. So um, to kind of to, to repeat that, we, we help with data collection, underwriting, and claims handling. And we do this in a very efficient, secure way that um, any insurance companies can plug into. Um, and um, so far, we've already proven that it's, it can be done. We already have carrier partners that we'll announce in the near future. Fantastic. Um, so, so for for the listener who who is kind of on on, on that side on, on on the product slash underwriting side of a, of, a, of, a, of a commercial carrier, um, mm-hmm. how does it look like to 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 look at engaging with with, with you guys? Um, it, is there a demo of the platform? Is 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 there? Uh, how big of a commitment is, is it to, 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 to bring you on board? Can mm-hmm. we do just an MVP or like, kind of what, what, yeah. what, what is the integration uh, yeah. of engaging Coop looks like? Well, one way is to get engaged is to come join Coop and work for us. Uh, we are hiring right now and uh, um, across different positions. So definitely uh, check out the website. Um, so secondly, uh, it actually does not require any kind of the heavy onboarding process. So if there is a carrier who already has autonomous vehicle clients that they insure or is looking to enter the space, uh, working with Coop is just like pretty much a plug and approach. So um, we just pretty much sign, sign, sign the, the document that allows them to enter the platform. It's like a web tool, you log in, you create the credentials, you get into the portal and you already see all the accounts that you have in there. And you can click on each account and within that account, you can get that massive amount of intel that we produce for, for underwriters. And they can use it off the shelf, or maybe they can um, explore some custom integrations that we can do with them. Um, but it, it, it does not require any of the financial or you know, re- resources committed um, that would break the bank for them. And that's one of, one, of the, one of the reasons why I think everybody should be working with Coop because how, how easy how efficient we make it for carriers to uh, to work with uh, with autonomous vehicles. That, that's fantastic. Um, and t- towards the, the end of the conversation, I, I, I often uh, li- like to dig a little bit into, into where the idea came from and, and kind of your own career. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. you're just looking at your LinkedIn, a uh, little bit we chatted before recording, uh, you've got a really interesting uh, background where, where yeah, <laughs> You you have the 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 uh, degree in finance from University of Pittsburgh, and, and then a master's in in, in 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 finance, right? So it's a very much a quant that that makes sense for for an yeah. founder. Uh, what what I what I find interesting is number one that you hold your CFA, which is yeah. a you know on the investment <laughs> side, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, having been a speaker at, at the World Economic Forum. So I'm really curious yeah. uh, on, on that involvement with, with, with the World Economic Forum forum, and, and how you got the idea for Coop. Yeah. So um, the, the early on, very early on, this idea came around 2017. Um, and um, my, my existing co-founders, whom I've known for many, many years, um, we wanted to build a, um, a machine learning algorithm that will help us improve the uh, uh, safety of the traffic in the United States. Um, and we looked at this as an incentive problem and we built a way how we can deploy certain dash cameras and how we can collect the data from those dash cameras and 
generate all, all different types of intelligence that can help us um, understand the kind of the, the traffic infractions on different parts of the road and how we can incentivize um, drivers to uh, to to behave more properly to avoid all, all those kinds of situations. So I'm not going to go into that, but we had that idea. We even built a prototype uh, part-time. But then at some point, we started looking uh, more into the autonomy and one of our co-founders um, he comes from an autonomous vehicle background. And, um, you know, we thought if there were any ways how we could, we could apply that idea uh, towards the autonomous vehicle space. And as we started digging into this, um, talking both to autonomous vehicle companies and insurance companies and some of the government agencies, we figured that uh, one of the first applications of data, which is something that we focused on, um, was in the insurance space. And that there was no company that actually did this in a product-like fashion. You know, um, there were different companies that would consult you on different things, but there was no company where that you could rely on from the product perspective uh, in terms of, okay, so here is a bunch of products, here is a bunch of tools, and you can do this with 10 vehicles or with 100,000 vehicles. And we thought it was a niche that we could fill in, and we started to kind of take our original technology that we built and pivoted towards the autonomous vehicle insurance. And from that moment on, we got enough conviction that this could be a standalone company. It, it could be very big if we're successful with achieving the milestones that we set for ourselves. And um, we started officially in February, 2020. And uh, from that moment on, we started to you know gain traction and got to the point that we are you know announcing the Singularity platform already got clients and carrier partners and hiring actively. So um, I think philosophically, we do believe that autonomous vehicles is going to be that once in generation shift um, in, in how um, not only um, our transportation works, but also how we behave as humans. And we think that insurance is going to be a meaningful component of that. And we, our mission is to figure out that insurance component for the industry. So it's not, it's both, um, uh, not preventing autonomous vehicle companies from putting vehicles on the road, but also at the same time, it's viewed as a part of the value at service, not only as an obstacle on the way to autonomy. And that's what we do with Cook. Fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for, for, for your time. It's been awesome to, to catch up on, on this topic that, that should have a humongous effect when, once it really hits an exponential yeah. curve uh and and uh, yeah thank you thank you so much uh love to have you back on the show at, at some point uh, uh once uh you know things are live and have been live for for, for a little bit to to hear how things yeah. have gone thank you thank thank you tony and thank you for having me um, on this uh, special episode